0: Going back and watching old comedy films can be very tricky because maybe you watched them as a kid and you thought they were hilarious, but in 2021 and beyond, maybe they're not politically correct or maybe they just feel cringy because the comedy was a testament of its time. We actually talked about that way back in our first review of the Austin Powers movie, the very first one, and we thought that one still held up, right? But then we watched the second one, and it's like it's it's Austin Powers, but we felt like it was a parody in itself. But now, going over to 2002 with the final movie in the trilogy, Austin Powers' Member. Some people say it's maybe just as good as some of the other ones. Other people think maybe this is the reason why we didn't keep seeing these so is Austin Powers cult member uh, a pretty good film? Not only will we be talking about this once we are completed with uh, this first part, we'll actually be talking about the whole trilogy and figuring out is the Austin Powers movies uh, overrated or which is the best film? We'll be talking about all of this on a new episode of A Cast of the Past. With a brand new episode available on podcast apps every single Sunday, clips available across our YouTube channel, which is YouTube.com/slash A Cast of the Past joining me because my name is juan Velas. i'm a person that can barely even get by this intro because the the damn food movie is just freaking amazing another person nine
1: minutes and 28 seconds exactly we tried we tried people
0: but another person some people say he is shagadelic baby from boston massachusetts we have ryan mcnulty now ryan in your case did you watch this film when it came out in 2002
2: I did. I saw it in theaters. I think for my birthday party. <laughs> like, oh, that was the thing. We're all gonna get some pizza and then go out and watch Goldmember. So yeah, that oh. was that. That was the time. And I had not seen that movie since until just recently for this for this podcast. Ooh, nice. I, I like that though because
0: it's when, whenever you watch a movie and it's like from release to like, what is it over? Fifteen years, right? It can be very different there. Now, in your case, uh, Keith Hamilton uh, from London, Ontario. Uh, same question. Nowhere near as shagadelic as Ryan no. McNulty. No, you're 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 cool though. You're kind of you're kind of goldish. Like I do all
1: right. I I, I have my lane, you know. What do you think about this uh, film? Uh, way back when it first came out. Yeah, this was one that I saw in the theaters as well. We're we're hitting that point in 2001 where. I'm starting to be old enough to actually consume this movie and not have to feel like oh my parents are terrible because of it. So I went out to see this in the theater. I really enjoyed it back then, a very like very much so. Not as much as the second one, but it it had its merit. like Kind of like me, it had its own lane. And then I've seen it a couple of times since, but it definitely didn't have the rewatchability that the other two had for me. It kind of, uh, Austin Powers has hit its mark at that point. And for everybody
0: watching and listening, uh, we really want to get your feedback. So if you haven't, consider joining our Discord over at com slash Discord. You can also find us on Twitter, by just our name, a cast of the past. And uh, for this first part, let's just, let's just, I'm going to say something, okay? It's very rare that okay. I'm the first one to talk about a film, but I felt like going into this, and, and I'm talking about the trilogy as a whole, we thought that this was maybe objectively or subjectively the, the worst one. I think that's how many of us saw it back then, right? Agreed. Yeah, Yeah, I I can agree with that. I'm going to say now it's maybe my favorite now. And I don't know wow. I don't know if
1: that's a statement. That's a strong statement. That, that
0: is an opinion. I, I was not expecting that. I, I knew you were not expecting that. And and in your case, because like when you watched the second one back in the day, you had mentioned in the previous episode you thought it was pretty good. But then when we watched it for review you didn't think it was as good. Like, can you remember why sometimes like that can happen with a with a comedy
1: film like this? Well, especially in the genre of comedy, it's a hundred percent the fact that as you get older, your tastes change, right? Humor is subjective, and ten year old me versus thirty year old me, they're gonna they're gonna expect jokes and take to jokes a little differently, right? So, I loved the humor of Austin Powers too way more than i do now back when i saw this movie originally and that's why i watched it so much as a kid and going back now i like i agree to you with you to a point where after watching these movies gold member i think is better than the second one but not as good as the first one like that that would be my ranking on like a macro scale but it's better. Like, I, I enjoyed this more. It's kind of like a middle ground, you know?
0: Yeah, because for me, when I watched this, the thing we we really bagged on the second film a lot is that it was way too much of the same thing. It was the first film, but more, but not new. It was just, they, they cranked up the volume, and it just became distorted. With this one, I think they became self-aware, like, okay, we were too much into the joke, and I think for me, they pulled it back a little bit. They let every character just kind of like play itself out. And I had mentioned that I I love Scott in the second one, but they used him too little. I feel like here they did a pretty good job. We'll talk about like the, the amazing... I don't even want to know like how expensive the damn intro in the film was, but we'll talk about that. But I found myself just maybe not laughing as much as the first movie, but I think I enjoyed the ride a lot more. Whereas with the second one... Many times I find myself going like, oh man, this this doesn't hold up. Where I feel like this one, 2002, it it maybe holds the test of time better. In your case, Ryan, uh, what you think of it?
2: I guess I'm... Um just living in a different world. Cause this one to <laughs> me is just by far the worst one. Like really? It just. Yeah. I think, you know, at the second one, it definitely retreads a lot of the tropes of the first one. But I mean, this does the this borrows a lot from the second movie. It just this movie, it just it feels so played out at this point. Like it's I don't know other any other way to say it other than this movie feels like a circle jerk like we're just (laughs) you know we're we're living off of the success of everything else like i don't know i feel all the characters that were previous you know like dr evil and austin they're they've gotten so absurd by this point i feel like um, you know, Beyonce in this movie. Granted, I know this is probably like her first movie that she was ever in, but she really adds absolutely nothing to this movie. She, her lines are so gen Like, they didn't give her anything to work with. I know she's probably new to acting at this point in time, but it she was very, very bland. And then it's like Mike Myers, I think just he jumped the shark with having, playing way too many characters, trying to fit it, like trying to, no pun intended, squeeze in fat bastard, trying to put in, uh, like this new character, gold member, who just, it just didn't work for me. Gold member as a character just felt like a step too far. It felt like this, like he just need, he felt compelled to add another character that I feel like didn't, just didn't add anything. It was really like they were they were trying to go out with a bang, but I think it just ended up being this complete jumbled mess. That's
1: see, okay. Now, okay. Even though our opinions are different, I can see where you're coming from and do kind of agree. And that's the reason why I like this movie a little more. It is a little quote unquote circle jerky in the way that they understand they, they're they in on the joke now. They they did pull it back from the second one and that makes me appreciate it more because you're not just throwing the joke darts at the joke dart board and seeing what lands and seeing what sticks. You know that you're this silly thing and you're, you you know that you're this ridiculous over-the-top thing that has gotten way bigger than it probably had any right of being back in the early 2000s. And they they leaned into it, and I think they leaned into it in a fun way. It wasn't the smart comedy of the first one, but it was kind of its own thing now. It was a self-aware version of the dumb comedy. By the way, I I just want to take a moment to say, and I, I love that we're going to go into this a lot this episode probably, but I think this is the first time in the podcast where we have like vastly yeah, yeah. different opinions about the movie. <laughs> Out of and I all love the films. So we talked much.
0: about like six Terminator films and Austin mm-hmm. Powers is the one. To, to well, I mean, Terminator
2: <laughs> is pretty clear. I yeah. Think, I mean, pretty, clear like, the entire world is in agreement with Terminator. So I think maybe Genesis is the only thing where we felt differently than most people. But I would say like you, I think in the second movie we talked about how you could, you felt like they wrote the joke and then tried to like build the movie around it. I felt yeah. like this, this movie was even worse with a lot of those things. Like the fact he you know, like Doctor Evil going to the regular prison just so that they could do that that number. You know what I mean? The the music the the next music video and everything. So he could like I just hate Doctor Evil in this movie. I think he was such a genius like character I mean, he's in evil. the first yeah. He I mean, was I just to. thought he was such a genius character who like was silly at the right moments but was trying to like play it straight and was just terrible at what he did. And then the second movie, he gets more ridiculous. But by this movie, he's like just a clown. And it's, you know what I mean? He's basically just a a parody of himself, you know what I mean, by this point. I think
0: what, what I enjoyed about this movie, and I don't think a lot of people think about it. Okay, so the first Austin Powers movie is just a straight up James Bond parody, right? Like that is the checkbox. I think the reason that a lot of us now didn't quite enjoy the second one is that what happens when you already did the joke, right? You you only did more of it, so it comes, lo- comes off less than. To me, it's no surprise that I enjoyed this in the same way that around this time, the scary movie films were definitely picking up steam. And I think this removes itself from a James Bond parody and it moves itself into a movie parody because you even get some Harry Potter stuff I mean let's talk about the very beginning of the movie the very beginning I think its purpose was to establish like hey hey I I, I know like we are in this joke like freaking Tom Cruise even if it's like a cameo appearance like Tom Cruise in 2002 okay it's pretty damn big. You get Qu- riding high on Mission
1: Impossible.
0: Exactly. You have Quincy Jones. You have Gwyneth Paltrow before things changed. You have Kevin Spacey before things changed. You have a Jared from Subway commercial reference before You have Steven changed. Spielberg showing up. <laughs> it, it, exactly. It's I think it lets you know like, hey, Hollywood, this is a celebration of a of a of a newly established character. I don't think the goal was to parody James Bond. I think it's like, let's just have some fun with this character and have some different references. I mean, the movie technically is a movie about Austin Powers, right? Like the way that they set it up from beginning to end is we're not watching a new, the third Austin Powers adventure. It's like he's seeing his own film and they're kind of doing some things. And I think that for me, is the way like a little bit of like the 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 concern that we have with the second one where you're just doing more of it i don't know if does that scary movie comparison make a little bit more sense or am i just talking mumbo
1: yeah, I I had never really thought about it until you said that, but it makes total sense where they are, it's almost like they're making a scary movie or like not another teen movie version of the first Austin Powers, where they take the rough premise of a movie of that genre and then just go over the top parody with it. So I I, I think that's actually a I mean, really look, good you, you comparison. You got Britney
2: Spears in this yeah, for crying out loud. Yeah, that was... I that felt cringy to me honestly that was part of like the whole like circle jerk part of it like I think the intro with like Tom Cruise and everything I liked that and uh, you know Danny DeVito as mini me was amazing I thought like <laughs> I wanted to j- see
0: so much more of that like, like the Danny yeah,
2: <laughs> like the joke kind of stops there but then when it's kind of like oh hey look we got Britney Spears we got this cameo that cameo that's where it kind of was a little bit too much i don't know i at the end of the day i think that just the jokes in the second movie landed more for me than they landed in this movie like at this point it just felt like we were you know i i get it they tried to do something a little bit different but at the end of the day it was still austin powers trying to catch dr evil which is the same thing and like this movie basically has no plot <laughs> yeah, because it really is.
0: Because when you think about it, the whole plot is—you know—bitter uh, uh, friends become necessary, uh, bit, bitter enemies become necessary friends or allies, right? Because it's like, oh, you know, Doctor Evil—he's finally caught up. You know, he's finally like in jail. But then he's also the only one that can really help solve some things, you know, to identify where uh, Goldmember is and they got to travel through time and all that stuff. But then, as you mentioned, you know, they get him to a better prison facility or technically like a normal one. And yeah, it is like a it's it is like a one off or something. Right. And I think that's I don't I don't know. And maybe we can uh, look up some some fun facts or something. I kind of get the feeling that they knew this was the last film. I think it's very rare when you look at something that you're like, yeah, this is probably the last one like on purpose. And they just want to like throw everything out there because where do you go like after that intro? Once again, we have like Tom Cruise, Britney Spears, and once again, like 2002. I mean, this is a pretty freaking big deal. Quincy Jones. And then so much of this film is like a, a nice celebration. Like you got number two there for a little bit, but then you got number three, which is the mole which is a guy that literally has a mole and is a mole, right? You have Mini-Me who throughout the film, I mean, this is a spoiler people for a film that came out in 2002, right? Mini-Me goes from the bad guy to becoming many, many powers basically. And then towards the end of the film, we get to see everything kind of like come together where oh my goodness, you know, Austin Powers and Dr. Evil are actually freaking brothers. And you even get flashback scenes, which I think flashback scenes, you know, this is before like Family Guy became Family Guy, right? But I think this movie kind of brought up a lot of these stuff that we would come to see years later where, hey, wouldn't it be funny if we saw these two characters as kids and how they would react? And they did a lot of that, and I think they did that pretty well. And I, and even though, like, and I'm not saying this to change your opinion, Ron. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. I'm expressing my opinion. But what did you think about the way that the film unfolded where they tried to go a lot deeper into, like, the story between Dr. Evil and
2: Austin Powers, which we hadn't seen? Just felt really thrown in so that they could have that ending. Like, there was... No, it really you, you wasn't hated a deep this film. film, didn't you? You I, hated this yeah, film yeah, just, just very this, much. So. Get,
0: just get it. Just get I, let I, it. I will out, say this.
2: Listen, Juan, I'm watching this movie, and I felt a little embarrassed to be watching it. I'll put it that way. So, like I said, there's a lot of like, there's a lot of cringy humor, and yeah, uh, it just it didn't work for me. I I don't know what it is. Okay, but, okay. Well, okay. actually, if no, were, I've already detailed a lot of what it yeah. is. But. <laughs> if you were to choose, if you were to choose one thing
0: that just you wanted to hit pause and you didn't because we had to talk about it. it's like is there one thing that made you go like oh man this is this is closing the border
2: um let's see. the some of like the racial humor did not age particularly mm. well the whole like that's fair the whole fook you fook me thing i was like oof this just yeah. is not you know not really great <laughs> We can't argue with that. And Keith. the Godzilla I mean, the nothing. Godzilla thing too. Although Charmander made a quick cameo, I must note. Shout out to the Mander. See,
1: I and and I think that's where we differ so much in opinion, because yes, those exist, but every other example of the humor that they do in this movie I found that they took like they took what they did in the second movie and just made it a little bit better like yes there's the fook me and the fook you but <laughs> they like one of my favorite jokes from this movie and I I've been thinking a lot about our first review as we're sitting here and like there was that section of it and please go have a listen to it on uh, available in the archives if you haven't already there was just a segment where we were just listing off jokes that like that i'm just laughing about them and i could do that with this movie again like in the second movie the alan parsons bit was pretty funny but in this one where they do the whole you know on the whole preparation h feels pretty good <laughs> like that was freaking. That, that's a keith joke that is a keith <laughs> that joke. is it's perfect and then the whole and then yeah how they i I'm really stuck on the whole scary movie thing because it does feel a lot like that, with the
2: whole like fat bastard and his wire team kind of breaking so down. So that, the fourth was, that wall was one there. joke I did. L- I think the wire crew for Fat Bastard was one of the better jokes I hope that they implemented. My wire
1: fighting team is ready. Yeah,
2: like that's <laughs> that felt like something a little more fresh as opposed to they did the exact same like radar like spaceship penis joke. That they did. I know they made a joke about it, but I'll, I'll just say as an example, right, there were times Austin Powers is good at like referencing itself for like already doing something to make a joke about it. I just don't think they executed as good as like a movie like 22 Jump Street, which I feel like mastered the whole art of doing a similar movie, but making fun of yourself for it, but also being like your own thing. And I just don't think they executed in the same way.
0: No, and I think that's super valid. And and at least for me, it's very interesting because 2000, you know, we met in 2004, right? Like that's where the three of us first started talking. In 2002, like I think like Keith said at the beginning of this podcast episode, I think I'm old enough there to not just watch a film, but I have a much more obvious preference of like what I'm looking for, right? And I think I went into this movie, and even like I mentioned it before, we hit the record button. Like Goldmember, whether you like the character or not, he's one of my more memorable uh, uh, personalities in in film history. Because for a long time, I wouldn't say Gold; I would say I want some gold smoking a pancake and all and all of that stuff. Okay, Ryan, can you please say smoking a pancake? Come
1: on, come on! I'm not. What you won't say smoking a pancake? You won't go with Bong and a Blitz. Come on, You can't get a flapjack and a cigarette a bong- out of C- you? Come
0: on, Ryan. <laughs> give, give, give me one, Ryan. Just one. You're psychedelic, man.
1: Damn That's it. It's not going to convince you. Damn me. it. I, I tried. I no, tried. But well, we tried.
0: Even though. It's. I mean, I love that in a movie where we have a character f- called Fat Bastard, which I don't. I don't think even that would happen. Gold is even just like going even farther as far as just like outrageous character, right? I mean, he's got a gold schlong. It's <laughs> <Just> the whole <laughs> like concept. It's his Vinky.
1: He keeps the second key. It's his Vinky.
0: See, look, but- keep this in the gold member game.
1: So, so to that point, I'm, I'm sitting here golden or quoting gold member, <laughs> golden <around>, yeah. <laughs> quote, <laughs> quote member. Was is that what I was about <laughs> to say? Okay, then sure. Why not? I feel like Goldmember is another example of them just doing the second movie a little better than the third, because the same way that Fat Bastard was the quote machine in number two, that's kind of the role that Goldmember fits in number three, where it's it's more than just Michael Myers' new character. Because when you think about all the iconic lines that are just constantly quoted from this movie... 90% of them come from Goldmember, really. And, and off screen right now, Ryan is just shaking his head in disgust at me. But I, you hate him. I loved the character just because it really was this fun quote machine of... It's a very stupid parody of a James Bond villain. It's, that's
2: It's possible that this movie just lives and dies on... Did you like the gold member character or did it just not? Oh, I think is it just totally. not for you? you know what I mean because that's it what just that didn't movie land is. for me. So maybe the rest of the movie kind of falls apart because I feel like every character that was in other like previous Austin power films is objectively worse in this movie than they were in other ones. and then the new characters are weak. You know we have Foxy Cleopatra who is, Essentially, a lot woman. <laughs> she's all whole lot of nothing. <laughs> unfortunately, I would, I, I, wish, I wish there could have been more to the character. But yeah, we it haven't really just about wasn't. one, one actor that is yeah, in this film.
0: One very, I mean, very Michael weird freaking Kane is in character. this movie. Like, yeah. that alone makes it the best Austin Powers movie, right?
2: I don't think so. You don't I really Nigel? don't think so. Don't I like do Nigel? like, I do like Michael Kane, but you know he's he's fine. Like, definitely not the worst, but yeah, I don't know.
1: But I I, I think that is fair, that what you're saying, where a lot of this movie does live and die with Goldmember, kind of like how number two, a lot of it really lives and dies with Fat Bastard, and if you enjoyed that character, where most of the quotable stuff came from. So if that didn't land for you, I can see why you hate this movie, because even though he's not the central plot and he does kind of take like a back seat near the end of it. Mm-hmm. Everything that happens does kind of revolve around gold member in yeah. this
2: movie. Like, where I don't hate it, but I would say it's objectively, well, not objectively, it's subjectively <laughs> <Yeah>. the worst. <laughs> it's your opinion. It's, e- it's, it's like
0: objectively the worst. It, it, it easily, is the most subjective. It's on easily this podcast. the worst. Like the
2: gap between <laughs> the second best and this one is much further than, like, the first and the second, like, so. The one the one thing in this film that I got to knock it
0: down some points for is the whole concept of Austin Powers is here's this spy detective guy from the past in future time, and then in every film, he's still pretty much got to go back to the past, which, hey, is great for our podcast, right? But yeah. it, it's so weird that they continue to go back,
2: right? Like Foxy
0: Cleopatra and him had a relationship. I mean,
2: they go to, they go to the 70s for like three minutes and then yeah, yeah, which back. Is, yeah, which is so weird. Enough to go to a disco club. And I feel if, like it all felt, felt unnecessary. It really felt unnecessary,
0: but... It really did. I, I do feel like foxy cleopatra and gold member could totally like you could have made a couple of different changes right and i think that would have worked one thing and we'll talk about this a little bit more when we we try to figure out you know which is the best film overall or not the first film the chemistry with austin powers and the other characters was subjectively the best like forget about the quality of the movie i feel like the relationship which the first one was the parody film. Like that one should have been maybe like the worst or something. The second one was like super forgettable. I think here they 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 almost had something, but the, the, the relationship is so superficial that it's like, why why even go there, right? And and I do feel like that's a little bit interesting. I do want to talk about Minnie Me and Scott, because even though Goldmember is such a big part of this film. The thing that I mentioned in the second one is that, that I would love for them to have done more and they actually did. And I think even though it doesn't get a lot of time, I do love the fact that Scott is committed to be like, you know what? I'm going to be Dr. Evil's son and from like losing hair to changing his hairstyle to the part of the scene where uh Dr. Evil wants to wants him to sit, you know, beside him and he's like super excited and Minnie gets the jealousy. For me when I think about Austin Powers I think these are the most memorable moments for me because Mini-Me is such a great character. And then to see him be like heartbroken, like, oh, I, I don't like where this is going.
2: I, I enjoyed that. What about you guys? That was probably the my favorite part of the movie was the dynamic between Mini-Me and uh, uh, Mini-Me, Dr. Evil and Scott. The fact that Scott is starting to kind of come around and, you know, he gets he gets the sharks with the laser beams, man. Like, how how good is that? Uh, yeah, I think that whole dynamic and then Mini-Me has like a face turn. So yeah, uh, that was probably the best part of the movie.
1: Yeah, it's something it was the right decision, right? Because imagine f- flipping that and then they just had Scott turn a good guy. I don't think it would have been as memorable or anywhere near as good as doing it with Mini-Me. Plus, it's a nice change from the second movie, how they just flipped it upside down. That's true,
0: and it's like the little things in this movie where I don't think we've ever reviewed a film that is so obvious about the pop culture of its time, like when they show the uh, Osborne family, right? Like 2002, that felt man. felt a
2: little old. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah you know, Exactly.
1: Was... And right, right out of that time. Yeah,
0: because, it, but at that point, it was like super relevant, right? It's like the early 2000s, like that is thing, because it's like the next step of like reality shows where we went from nobodies in like the real world, right? To like, now we have, hey, let's take these families of like recognized uh, actors and and uh, uh, people from, from bands and all that stuff. And I do think it's, it's pretty cool that they did that before this became a thing. Like, I think in many ways, a gold member is underrated as far as a lot of the groundwork that it laid for a lot of stuff like you could take a lot of these elements and take it to like a family guy like a futurama like a scary movie and i feel like the this movie really did popularize you know a lot of this stuff and uh what do you think about when they included fat bastard you know he's in a, in, a, in a very short time in the film if you think about it he's pretty much got the sumo scene and then towards the end of the film, you know, where he dropped a lot of that weight and all that, what did you think about that? And and just to, to, to reiterate why I believe this was the last film, I think by them, I mean, they could have easily had him gain weight if they did like a fourth or something, but I think they knew like, wouldn't it be funny if Fat Bastard lost all the weight and they actually did that? But what do you think about him?
1: He was a very obvious case to me of the difference between writing the movie to tell the joke and telling like telling the, or having the movie <laughs> <laughs> man we got you. we got oh, there <laughs> right, yeah so the difference between writing the movie to tell the joke and then telling the joke and then like having the movie work around it where they kind of had their points that they wanted to hit with fat bastard and then they've did the plot around it like though that What i will admit i love that wire fighting scene i think everything around fat bastard i was much they less just of they a threw him of. into the movie <laughs> They they did exactly. They threw him into the movie like, oh, they they loved the toilet joke from the last movie, so now they need to do it again and go, oh, I didn't have any carn, (laughs) and just a bunch of silly stuff like that. And then yeah, getting their pop culture subway joke in with the uh, at the end with him and the disgusting amount of gross skin.
0: I gotta ask a question. A hypothetical. You put yourself in Austin Powers shoes, people. You're in that basket, that clothes basket. All of a sudden, you get all of those lovely, sweaty, sumo clothing just thrown right in your face. Ryan, how, how would you react if you were Austin Powers?
2: I would probably done the same thing he did and jumped out and probably got myself killed. Yeah, it's not very shagadelic, so of course Ryan would have a, <laughs> ba- or a bad reaction to yeah. it.
0: And that, is, that is very you know, true.
2: I will say, although I don't really care much for the character, I appreciated that they kind of wrote out Vanessa's character in the second movie but they just like were like yep Heather Graham never existed let's move on
0: (laughs) I think they probably
2: realized I mean we
0: talked about it and it was so obvious where she just didn't fit in the second film I think Beyonce here for example did fit I think it's like what you mentioned though it's a case of She was making a transition here, you know, to like acting and all that stuff. And you got to, I mean, look, like we are big wrestling fans. You know, you look at The Rock and his early acting career. The keyword was potential, but the potential was not yet met. That took a little while. I feel like here she had the personality and the vibe, but I don't think there was a lot of meat when it comes to like that character that they could have really done a lot more of. And then the other part, and I brought it up a little bit earlier, is what do you think about the relationship between like Nigel... Doctor Evil and, and Austin and the whole plot twist where yeah it's like they're actually family and it's like reunited and it feels so good Keith Keith I feel like you give me you give me come on dude you, you gotta be with me like that was pretty good right
1: just <laughs> uh, give me, just give me something Keith it was pretty funny at the end where the big revelation it it got to the point near the end where it's like of course of course they're family because why not what other stupid thing are they gonna throw at us but it was it was in a funny way where you just see dr evil running and screaming like a little girl
2: going i'm dougie i'm dougie and it was
1: hilarious i loved that so much and then my favorite joke of the uh, of the movie happens right after that, where I sometimes I will still randomly quote it to this day of Doctor Evil. I used to think you were crazy, but now I can see you're nuts.
2: I oh, thank oh. you. It's a that, great, Ryan it's a great that joke. joke. That is a top Ew. shelf joke right there. Yeah, it's just I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> this movie, it just you know. Just because oh now I know who my father is, so I'm no longer evil. Let's stop gold member now altogether. Like I know it's it's a comedy movie; it's not supposed to be taken seriously, but it it just felt weak and very thrown in. The only thing I like that kind of comes of it is that at the end it's like oh Scott is the next like big evil character. So if they ever the did do a fourth one, they have their new villain.
1: And to that point, that's why like, I didn't feel that this one was thrown in at all, because when you factor Scott into that whole plot of Dr. Evil turning good, like, okay, they're finally on the same page, they're finally getting along, now Dr. Evil's going to be a good guy, and they even address it in the movie. Like, I thought that was hilarious from the Dr. Evil-Scott family line.
0: So in the podcast, we've had the chance to talk about the uh, like the trilogy of the Austin Power movies, right? Whether we thought the second one was mediocre or not, you know that that remains to be the case as far as like where we think it ranks in the three films. And before we have a conversation about exactly that, like how would we rank the films, considering the fact that in the third one we ended with Scott in the hypothetical "what if," and when we look at films now. People, films are going back in time. Films are, are definitely dipping into that nostalgia. So maybe in like 2010, people would say like, there's no way we will ever get to see another Austin Powers film, especially considering this one came out in 2002. But knowing nostalgia and the machine that it is and knowing the, the fact that Dr. Evil and that is a good guy. So there, there's a whole thing right there. Scott Evil is super evil do you think we will ever see i'm not saying whether you want it i'm just saying like do you think mike myers and the whole team will eventually ever make a fourth one
1: honestly i hope not because where mike myers went after this one for a really long time makes me think that i don't want you don't like the guru you don't like the guru man no the love guru the love guru is if you open the dictionary and look up the term the drizzling shit <laughs> that's where the that's where the love guru lives but If it was a new team, a new writing team, maybe like taking Austin Powers back to its roots, that would be something I'm interested in. But if we're just looking at how they did Goldmember and continuing from that, I don't actually want that. Could
0: you imagine if they did like a Daniel Craig? You know how James Bond became like (laughs) greater? Did you like the Grady take on Austin Powers? He's like older. I thought
1: thought you meant like just have a new actor
2: play Austin (laughs) Powers. (laughs) Uh, It's just Austin Powers, but it's like, I don't know, will I think only now. Mike Myers <laughs> no. could could do Austin Powers. I really don't think it is. It's a character that just nobody else can really pull it off. Because when I, the cringiest thing, even back then, was when people did Austin Powers impressions. Case in point, with my podcast crew here. Um, yeah baby that's hurtful
1: (laughs) that's extremely (laughs) hurtful shagadelic ryan mcnulty actually
2: even with the whole like millennial cashing in on nostalgia um i don't think it will happen um fair like to cheat a little bit i I actually have read into it before whether they were going to make a fourth one and um mike myers said like unfortunately with like Vern troyer um passing away he said he felt it would be like impossible to to do another movie without him so i actually don't think that we will ever get a fourth one and i think that's perfectly fine because the way if it was to continue after how the third one ended it would i think it would him. be just a cluster with like doctor evil and oster powers working together i just don't think it would make a good movie anyway let
1: me throw this idea out there it just came to mind and i'm kind of sad i didn't think about it before what if Austin Powers got an animated series? <laughs> I was just thinking about that, and then it was just like a bunch of like a bunch of vo, just Mike Myers voing a bunch of characters. Do we need that? I though? think there's. Is any, would anybody be excited for that? I probably watched the I, I, first I, episode. <laughs> yeah, I'd,
0: I'd check it out. I'd give it a shot. That, that, that will be interesting. It's like, I think the whole concept and the conversation that we're leading into now, you know, as we talk about the trilogy, like all three Austin Powers films, is that the character, as memorable as he is, I just don't think he would work in today's environment. I mean, we talked about in, in Gold Member, there's a lot of references in there that just wouldn't work. I mean, like, we, we briefly, you know, just breeze by, but like, you know, Kevin Spacey's in the movie for a hot second. And. Kevin Spacey is has doesn't mean he has to be in like
2: another movie no
0: No, you know well you know what I mean though it's like there's a lot of these things like the Godzilla scene and the way that they do it like that would just that would not happen the
1: the twins that wouldn't happen have have you guys ever played Duke Nukem forever yeah I've played some of it yeah that, that's kind of what Austin Powers might feel like in 2020, Ooh. where it's just this character that is so out of touch now that it, it feels like he was written 10 years ago and just didn't get the memo. He's almost like a parody of himself that way. Is, is, a, is
0: a future podcast episode title is, is Austin Powers the Duke Nukem of
1: movie films? there it is boom mm-hmm. i don't we, think we so it. She box it and and ship that's it. not
2: really fair because it's not like they were if they released an austin powers movie today i would say yes but the whole duke nukem thing was because they released one like 14 right, right. years go after it was supposed to come it. out <laughs> you gotta go along with it though <laughs> Yeah. i'm just i'm trying to actually give a little bit of credit yeah, here. Yeah. He he just, he's just being rude today that is he, said, by, just being, he said he was cringy
1: he's sh- crapping on this movie <laughs> i'm hurt i'm, <laughs> I'm deeply I'm being insulted the by the
0: him contrarian today, today. I, I just think that uh ryan hasn't had some good pokemon carpools
1: recently no i didn't yeah, i was pretty
2: him. salty about yesterday exactly so like, well, I
0: you know ryan. it's okay yeah.
1: So, okay. So, were, were you doing them while you were watching Goldmember? Is this
2: the no, real reason no, why you not, hate this movie? It was. It was after actually. You to should have fair. had a Meowth
0: card. I mean, Payday. had some good stuff. Having <laughs> said that, people, how about <laughs> transition? Let's talk about the trilogy. When we talk about, okay, so I'm pretty sure the conversation is which are number two and number three, right? I think that overall, based on the conversations that we've had. The first Austin Power movie, the fact that it was a damn good James Bond parody, it even caused a dramatic shift, and we talked about that in the very first episode, right? Like it actually caused the James Bond uh, James Bond films to evolve because they're like, oh damn, like we can't we can't even be kind of similar to that. And then we got like the Casino Royale and all that stuff. We have the second film, which just for context, when we go to Rotten Tomatoes. The first film is at seventy-one percent, uh, so very positive score, especially for comedy films, because like these films don't tend to do. These are like usually like twenty percent. Um, the second one is fifty-two. Interestingly enough, the the third is fifty-three. So those two are neck and neck. Now, I would love to know. Keith, I'm gonna put you on the spot because we we know okay. based on Ryan's hate of the third film <laughs> that that is number five and there's not even five Austin Powers films. Having had our conversation available in the archives across all episodes, where would you
1: rank Goldmember between all three? Goldmember would be number two for me. The exact rank would be International Man of Mystery, Goldmember, then The Spy Who Shagged Me. I think that Goldmember just like it, Hits the notes it wants to hit a little better than The Spy Who Shagged Me did and was an overall funnier package, especially going back and watching it as an adult, where it was a little less toilet humor even though some jokes happened in a literal toilet, but we're just going to look past that, but I think that this is a better movie. Maybe maybe I agree with Rotten Tomatoes that it is exactly 1% a better movie <laughs> <laughs> than The Spy Who Shagged Me. Ryan, Ryan,
0: Ryan, hear me out. Yeah, would you say? I'm, I'm, I'm going to just throw this out there. Would you say that Goldmember is 1% better <laughs> than The Spy Who
2: Shagged Me? Just, just 1%? Absolutely not. Damn. I think it is significantly Damn. lower. Is it 1% worse? Yeah. Credit for being... A little bit different than the original movie, it. But yeah, my list would go one, two, three. They get progressively worse as we go. It just it was too off the rails. Too, it lacked focus. And you know, I don't expect a lot from a comedy movie, but it just felt like it was all like all over the place, and wanted to do so many things, wanted to shove so many jokes in, and it just altogether didn't land and like I said most of all I think the gold member character just it I don't find it that funny so it just it kind of makes everything else fall apart around it and I just don't even I don't even like Dr. Evil in this movie and he's one of my favorite like comedy characters so that kind of altogether starts to really ruin the movie for me. I was
1: about to do another gold member impression, but you've made me self-conscious about it now. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I heard on the inside. And Keith, you,
0: you can do it, man. I still love you. No, we're done now.
2: I'm actually going to ask heart. a question starting with Ryan. I said Austin Powers' impressions. I didn't say you couldn't do I mean, gold that's member impressions. Well, I mean... That's fair. He didn't say Mike Myers'
0: impressions either, so... That's fair. That's fair. But when talking about the second and third films, if the question was... Which was your favorite character and which was your least favorite character in each one? Which would those answers be, starting with Ryan?
2: I think Fat Bastard in the second movie is probably my favorite character. And then in the third movie, maybe Scott, I would say. And what about Least? still going me <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> okay least uh, uh hmm, in the second movie i don't really know there i don't think there's a, I, I guess I'm, heather graham, I'm not heather lo- graham. Yeah, yeah i'm
1: not gonna lobby a softball or <laughs> yeah. anything but it has to be felicity <laughs> yeah
2: felicity for sure and then in gold member my least favorite character Ooh is i'm like do a, does how much they make dr evil just a complete joke is that would make him my least favorite you you've, would you've talked Member a lot of a smack
0: about him i, I would yeah. say just
2: based on an i, I would probably perspective. say dr evil i think he may even ruin the movie more than Goldmember, potentially
0: okay okay so let, let's we have that information let, let's let's put this to the side here keith same question best and worst from uh two and three
1: from two, I would have to say my favorite is Mini-Me. And from three, I would have to say Goldmember. For my least favorite, I would say... Yeah, it, it has... There, there's no other answer than Felicity, Heather Graham, in number two. It's just such a poor character. And then in three... that It's a tough one. But... I think I'm going to go mini-me. Where once he has his face turn and just becomes like a little Austin Powers, it seemed like just like a low... He became a low-hanging joke machine between like the fight scene he that literally they had. hung have low at one point, by the way. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 he, and he hung low. I, I was trying to be subtle about I that mean, one, but you really he just drove right into that wall and then him like humping, uh, humping Beyonce's leg and Pretty stuff like that. Pretty sure that's like not that. even an insult, so... <laughs> I wasn't a big fan of the character development of Mini-Me.
0: Okay, so for me, I think least in the second, poor Heather Graham, but I think without question, that that is the character... And I am gonna have to say mini me as well in the second just because I do think I, I love that chemistry you know I love the the build up that we got the payoff in the third film between Scott and and mini me and I, I like that continuation in a mo- in a movie like this it could have easily just like chopped it off kind of like Vanessa right it's like hey it didn't happen and then in the third one I'm also gonna have to agree with uh with Gold member now as far as least favorite character, I don't know if I would say and this may be like a weird opinion but I think it's kind of down there between Foxy and Austin Powers in a weird way because when I think about what I love about this film like Goldmember there's a lot of things I love about it but very rarely is it Austin Powers right and, and it is it is the combination of like the fat bastard scene but it's fat bastard in that it's the quotes from Goldmember but it's pretty much his interactions. It's like the little things that I like between like Doctor Evil and Austin Powers. I think all, uh, I think Doctor Evil did a, a better job. I don't know where this leads us to, where we eventually Hold have to up, make a before decision. Before we move yeah. on,
1: I need to I need to change my answer upon further upon further thought. For the third movie, my favorite character is Goldmember. And my least favorite character is John Travolta's reveal as gold <laughs> member. <laughs> okay, Where, you know what? Yes, that is that is funny, but if there is one knock I'm going to give against that movie, it is that that was like the most cop-out out to end that movie, how they just, it felt like they kind of painted themselves into a corner with how they're going to finish the movie like with... Um, with uh, gold members hands up and he's about to be arrested and then they're like i don't know just make him john travolta turn around they were in a movie theater all along or like
2: that was a that was a Keith. big cop out or well, was like it nicholas cage it i mean the story still nicholas? happened the the whole the was events it, wasn't it john travolta Keith, no Keith, was come it, on hold
1: on Face off! Oh, I see Come what on. you're saying. Oh, wow, yeah, that went yeah, right over job. my head. Oh, one my. Job. Wow, I'm that was good. fail. Oh,
2: man, that was good. Right, well right. well Keep done. Talking.
0: Right. I'm sad now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I wish it was Nicolas Cage. Anyway, the, the event still took place. It was just like a clever cut, right? Because they're all in the theater together, like, um, you know, Foxy's there and Dr. Evil and Mini-Me are in the theater. So, clearly like that ending still took place it's just like a cutaway to them later watching the movie it's not like that it was a dream all along i don't know if that's how you were interpreting it no not not exactly that but it felt like that the scene
1: of like the events never brought to
2: justice
1: yeah, yeah, He it wasn't really that he wasn't brought to justice. It's just like, it They it felt like they didn't know what to do next. They didn't next. have an ending, yeah. so have an ending because when the, the yeah, ending exactly. would have happened, have it's just like, hey, it's me, John Travolta. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Perfect impression.
0: <laughs> so Ryan, based on saying that, it's like, go members the second movie. I, I don't even know what accent that is, but democratically speaking, Ryan, I'm just gonna say I agree with Keith. So where do we where do we go? Do we do we have a five hour podcast episode about mm-hmm. like is member number two or, or give, give me your thoughts, Ryan?
1: I, I will give you I will give you your chance to state your case. So you can either. Uh, Which keel over and agree that it's
2: <laughs> why do we have to <laughs> number agree? two? Okay, why Ryan, do we ever Ryan. have
1: to agree? Imagine do we Russell, need a,
2: Do we actually need like a yes? Like we need a sign, unified a, list. Yes, it's need, what
1: we did for Terminator. We set the standard at Terminator, and we
2: cannot we need finish like until we- an officially documented, notarized yes, version. Ryan, that imagine this a, signed a exactly. official delivered. ranking yes. of. The Austin Powers movies, we need that.
1: We did it for Star Wars, we did it for Zelda, we did it for Terminator, now we need to do it for Austin Powers. I guess
2: you win by best two out of three, because I'm not going to, I don't think I'm going to convince you guys. Well, we were going to give you the floor to Yeah, a Ryan, chance.
0: Okay, Ryan. Hypothetically, if this was a wrestling show, right, and you have the chance, you got to sell me on the upcoming pay per view. And the pay per view is gold member versus the Spy who shagged me. And you have with, and you are the manager of the Spy who shagged me. Come on, Ryan. Give give us the form,
1: man. You yeah, can do you it. You are shagadelic, Ryan McNulty. You you sell that Spy who
2: shagged him. All right. I, I mean. I think the Jerry Springer scene with Dr. Evil is probably a funnier scene than almost anything in this movie. It just, I, I like I said, the humor is so subjective, I'm not going to be able to convince you guys. It's, I, I don't think I'm going to win it. So if you want to, you know what, Rotten Tomatoes can be the tiebreaker. They have 1% <laughs> higher. So if you, you want to rank Goldmember higher, then... I I don't think I'm gonna win. I just don't think I'm gonna convince you. It's harder to be like, "Hey, this was funny," you know. And if you don't think it's also it's like, funny, hey, do you hear my ha?
0: <laughs> this ha
1: is louder
2: than your ha. You can't convince. exactly my
1: ha decibel is higher, which means it's a funnier movie. It's harder
2: to you know what I mean. A comedy movie is tough to convince someone that one movie's funnier than the other because comedy is so subjective. I can't no, it's I can't true. be like, hey. If you laugh way harder at a joke than some other joke, I can't, like, convince you why this joke is funnier than that joke. You know what I mean? Like I don't know what I'm thinking it.
0: about. Just, like, two people arguing over a comedy film and just, like,
1: trying to, like, out-laugh each other. It's like, look at how <laughs> funny this one is. It's do like you that know? scene in laughing? Final Fantasy X <laughs> where they just go, ha ha, 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 over and over and over again.
0: <laughs> so having said that, I think the consensus is just take your gold is, effort, just let her win. Okay, at least one percent. At least how about this?
1: Yeah. How about this? Like if if we're putting this ranking on a piece of paper, it's so at the top of the paper, you have Austin Powers, International Man of Mystery. Then you move down like halfway down that sheet. And then you have Goldmember. And then right below that is the spy who shagged me like there is a significant gap between one and two, and then two and three are a little closer together. It's not just a straight one, two, three ranking or one, two, three kid.
2: I, I can get on board with that as much as I hated that <laughs> pun. It wasn't even a pun. It was just a bad it reference. Just, it was just it a was bad just reference. Forced in yeah. there. It was forced in there like fat bastard, okay? <laughs> I genuinely love that. We have we have literally done episodes
0: ranking things, right? It's like the whole episode has been that. And never I have, have whole I seen... a channel about that.
2: <laughs> exactly.
0: Write <laughs> <laughs> his game essays about that. And yeah. this is the first time where... I can feel Ryan's face was like, I strongly, strongly, strongly disagree, but it's two against Normally, one.
2: Yeah, we make a lot of like compromises on video game stuff, and that's like easier for me to let go. I don't know why I'm fighting Aust- <laughs> the Austin Powers trilogy <laughs> with such fervor, but who knows? I hope you get a good uh, Pokemon pull, man. You, you need
0: some of that <laughs> stuff. What, what you are you, looking, it to it what are you life, looking to get? What are you looking to get,
2: Ryan? You got to get the Charizards, man, those shiny Charizards. The G-Max? Uh, the, yeah, the, they call it V-Max, V-max in the card, in the card yeah, game. In the card game, it's V-Max, but it's basically G-Max. Well, to
0: me, to I don't know, but to me, because Goldmember is my favorite Austin Powers film, I pulled my charge start by watching this film last night. Oh, Brian. yeah. It,
2: it's really your favorite? You put it above the first movie? I think, okay, so I think with
0: comedy films, I have two types. I have my watching in the background comedy films And I have my I'm here to sit down and laugh. If I wanted to just like sit down and here's the film on my screen and I'm not doing anything else, Austin Powers 1 is the way to go. If I want to have this film running in the background, easily palatable, like White Chicks also fits into that same category with me where, hey, I have seen this movie a thousand times. It's pretty enjoyable. I think that one I like. And the thing is, for me with comedy films... What I usually look for them is like a – kind of like in the background, right? Like a drama film, like that requires my attention, right? Like I can't be cleaning while doing that. Does that make sense to to you, Ryan? In, yeah, in that sense? I think
2: if I am articulate – if I could try to articulate it, it's uh, – there's kind of – there's movies where you enjoy like the gags in some of it, but then there's other comedies that you can be like, I can see that even though I may not laugh as hard at certain moments, this is a much – better like put together movie overall
0: exactly so which is
2: what i think we think the first one may not have some like i i think there's a lot of great jokes in the first one but overall it's structured and put together much more coherently than the the following two movies yeah i think that's fair and people i mean hey
0: i i think we eased our way a little with like it felt nice at the end, right? It's like I feel like Ryan toned down a little bit. He's gonna get his Charizard, right? Like all thrown a Charmander, why not? A
1: thousand dollars psychedelic later, maybe. Ryan Mcnulty always feels nice. At I mean, the you, end, you you know?
0: you got you got a Charmander in this film. I mean, for for that it's alone, true. I think you got to rank it a little bit higher than, than some of the other ones. But
2: <laughs> maybe that's the one percent difference. <laughs> exactly. I got to see <laughs> oh, Charmander.
0: <laughs> there you go. So everybody watching and listening, please uh, share us your uh, feedback about the Austin Powers films and which ones you think are the best and the worst Were at least like 1% in their process and if you want to be part of our online community we do have a discord at a cast of the dot com uh, slash discord we have a furry section but it's about it's about animals wait, People, what? It's, wait, oh wait.
2: my what? god yeah. don't <laughs> say that oh, about, oh, do not say that <laughs> <It's>
1: you <about> <laughs> Posting, <laughs> my like warning furry. alarms just <laughs> went off in a serious way furry. there <laughs> oh my goodness
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my what are you trying to sell? <laughs> we have a uh, what is it like an animal like a six-figure furry pets. friends. Which uh, I mean could You need be, to change the name could now could include
1: this as well yeah. yeah Well that's ruined for me
0: <laughs> I mean look I'm just gonna say When I go to the Discord right now it may change by this episode But there's a second called Furry Friends It's called Furry <laughs> Friends Okay So
1: if you want to see our Furry Friends I hate you I hate you so much <laughs> And you know what No disrespect to furries out there I'm, You live your life the way you want to Exactly. But, right. not, but all that. we're
2: saying is it's not coming on our <laughs>
0: Discord. Yeah, people. If you're coming for that type of furry love, you're not gonna get that. Now if you wanna get like pictures of cats and dogs, <laughs> that's there. We gotta think about food. You can mix furry and food. There's video oh, games, there's oh movies, God. there's trading cards. what, what else is fetish. there? Keith.
1: Well, now we have a section called Animal Companions in there. We've got a <laughs> place to talk about Lego. There's tons of video game talk happening constantly. Books, movies, music, TV, everything you could want to talk about is in there. And if we don't have the channel, let us know. We'll probably make it. Then Juan will ruin it and I'll have to change the name once again. <laughs> but definitely stop by at castofthepast.com discord <laughs> and check out the Animal Companions yeah, section. Helioc,
2: he got... Huffer Huffer, <laughs> And it's always Huffer <laughs> people,
0: people I think that the least that we can ask Is for a five star review A
1: furry, a furry I hate five you. star oh Give us God. that furry Do five star can can we just podcast wrap things up. Let's, get, let's get that trending Hashtag oh. five star furries Right here on a, cast.
0: <laughs> okay, to a the, cast To the past We have closed this episode
1: Give us that furry five star now <laughs> <laughs> It's five star furry Get it up, get it right. (laughs) 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 Oh, I did.